This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I have another Q&A for you today. Super excited and update. Officially have a page for you to submit questions and topics to the podcast. So if you have a question that you want answered on the show, explored rather, <laughs> more so than answered, I'll say. If there's a topic that you're curious about that you want to hear more about, uh, it could be for me or for me to find a guest who specializes in that topic, go ahead and submit that. If you go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, you will find the form there. You can also find that by just going to christinathechannel.com and clicking on that podcast tab at the top. So that is going to be the official organized way for me to collect questions. You all send in such great questions and topics, and I want this podcast to be as helpful for you as possible. So let me know what topics are of the most interest to you, and that way I can make content that hopefully is as interesting for you as possible. All right. So anything else new with me? Well, just, just the usual, you know, sometimes I feel like my life is, I don't know. My life is like a movie. I feel like I've been unraveling all kinds of things. It's been amazing. Wonderful. I feel like every day some wild thing happens. (laughs) Uh, I am working on so many fun projects. I'm so excited for everything coming up, but it's all in process. Some new courses, new additions to the Channel Collective. It has been made abundantly clear to me that my book needs to be birthed ASAP. So I need to prioritize that. And to be honest, I've definitely had some resistance that I'm moving through in the sense of I can feel myself procrastinating or putting off going back and rereading it because on some level it's like reading it for the first time. I need to go back and read it and, you know, have paragraph breaks, add that, fix spelling issues. I want to do all that myself first before moving forward in any other way. And then there's, you know, just the whole process, interior design, exterior design, cover, all that. All that extra stuff, which is, you know, the process. But I know the first thing I need to do is go back and read it. And I feel myself resisting it because I think in some ways it's easier to not know exactly what was said because channeling a book, you know, I I am not going to change anything. I'm not going to change anything. I want it directly channeled. But I know that when I read it, my human is going to be like, well, that's grammatically incorrect. Well, maybe this would be a better way to explain this. <laughs> I I know that that might come up for me. So I think that's uh, the piece of me resisting it. I was explaining this to my friend this morning. I was like, imagine if somebody else wrote a book and then they said, okay, you don't, you don't get to change anything in here, but we're going to have your name attached to this too. You'd be like, um, excuse me, what if there's something in there that I don't want to say? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's just an interesting thing. I feel like channeling a book has, has been so expansive for me and just the process of channeling it. And I haven't even gone through the whole process, the whole book process, but, um, yeah, it is 
pushing me to grow in in different ways that I wasn't anticipating and it's all really good that that's kind of my thought I'd share that sticky point for me right now uh but I'm excited it's going to be great I know what the vibration was like just channeling it and how immensely powerful and loving and expansive that was not even knowing exactly everything that was coming through and so I am sure that reading it will be even more so (laughs) so anyway that's some book stuff working on a bunch of other projects I feel just really excited about everything right now I feel like I'm in a really good spot I am kind of shifting the way I I create a lot of content and it's all feeling really good. So I'm just really, really grateful. And there was a period where I just kind of felt like I was floating around in the middle of like, what am I doing? What's what's happening? And I think that was really important for me to be in. And I also know that the thing that moved me forward was finally deciding. And I talk about this a lot, but you know, decisions are what are what move us forward. And when we are on a path of expansion and growth and, and wanting to create something different or something more in our lives, we have to think about where are we adding momentum? You know, what are we adding energy to? What are we focused on? And so that focus, that, that decision-making is so powerful. And when you make a decision, the energy is key because often people make decisions not really decide. Like they might say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move here or yes, I'm going to leave my job or yes, I'm going to break up with this person or I'm going to stop waiting for this person to call me or whatever it is. They might say that, but energetically they haven't actually made that decision. There is still a piece of them that is in the in-between and that's why it can feel like nothing is shifting. If there still is a piece of them that wants to stay is hoping something will change. Energetically, they haven't actually made the decision. Remember, energy doesn't lie. People say all kinds of things, but but what's your energy? What's your vibration? And I I often tell people this. I'm like, I want you to just decide and fully decide and commit energetically. That's the decision and see what happens. So it's the difference between, okay, let's say somebody wants to leave their job and they're like, clients aren't coming in. I've been wanting clients to come in. If I just get this number of clients, I'm going to feel better, but they're just not coming in. And for some people, energetically, it is the release of the old job that you know creates a space for more clients to come in. And some people find that they end up needing to release it for them to come in. Not everybody, but the thing is, it's not necessarily about leaving the job itself. What's more important is when they decide and they're fully committed to the decision, I'm leaving my job. So let's say this person is saying, yeah, I'm going to leave my job at this point. I'm going to leave my job. But there's still a piece of them that isn't ready to let go of that. They're still not fully open to their their new business. Let's say their, their coaching business, just because that's most of the people I work with. They're in this in-between state. All right, they're like halfway in, halfway out. So they feel stagnant. Nothing's moving energetically, nothing's shifting. And then finally, they hit the point after, you know, two years of being in this in between, yeah, I'm going to quit my job. Oh, no, but I can't because XYZ. They finally hit the point where they are so exhausted and they're just like, okay, I'm done. And let's say it's, it's Tuesday and they decide, they finally decide and they say, I am going to put in my two weeks notice this Friday and they mean it. They've decided like as if it is done, right? As if it is done. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Wednesday they had five people, hey, I would love to work with you coming in the door because it's not even necessarily that they have to wait until Friday when the actual action is taken because the decision was already made energetically. (laughs) And that person was serious about it. And in making that decision and deciding like, there's no way out, I'm for sure quitting on Friday and they're fully committed 
energetically, that was the energy shift required to create space for more people to come in. And I think that's an important distinction to make. I have a friend who just last week or the week before, I think, you know, she was saying that she didn't think she could make it work financially to go to something that she really wanted to go to. And I'm sure she's listening to this. And I told her, I said, okay, before you say, no, you can't, why don't you say universe? Yes, I'm going to this. This is really important for me. I really, really want this. And it's really an alignment for me. It's going to be really expansive. And so I'm deciding, yes, I'm going. And you, do, you might not know how the money's coming in. Cause I told her, I'm like, you don't have to put the money down right this second. You could put the money in later, but make that decision energetically rather than saying, oh no, I, I can't make it work financially, which again, is based on where she's at right now, but she doesn't know it couldn't be different <laughs> in a week or two weeks or three months. Right. And so I said, just try it. You have nothing to lose. Right. But fully commit. And it's funny because she did. And then she's been sending me <laughs> little things here and there. She's been telling me all of these ways that money has been coming through for her. And she's like, oh my God, this shit works. I'm like, yeah, it, it works. It's all about the decision that, that drives you forward, but you got to mean it. You got to mean it. I think we all have felt the differences between making a decision, but not fully being committed and making a decision, you're fully committed and your energy shifts in that moment, right? The second you decide fully, I am an entrepreneur, not I'm going to be, but I am. That's just one example. You feel the energy shift when you fully decided and stop putting it, pushing it out really as something that's ahead of you or will happen. No, it's happening now. It's here. Here we are. That's, that's the energy shift. So Little side note. Okay, I don't even really know where that came from, but I just wanted to talk about it. My favorite blue blocker company is having a huge sale this month. You guys know I am obsessed with blue blocks. I wear their Sleep Plus Red Lens 100% blue and green light blocking glasses every night to support my sleep. And I wear their blue light clear lens glasses for blue light filtering during the day, working on my computer, on my phone, I need these so that I don't get a migraine or a headache or digital eye strain. I'm also obsessed with their Remedy sleep mask. This is the best sleep mask I've ever used. It's almost like fabric goggles for your eyes. So it blocks out 100% of the light. So if there's any light, you know, poking out through the blinds, my, my room is pretty bright. Or if somebody gets up to use the bathroom in the night, it blocks out everything. These will change your life. If you track your sleep with your aura ring or anything else, you'll notice a huge difference in your REM sleeping or deep sleep if you use these products. But I'm just obsessed. They have changed my life. I used to use other blue blockers. I've tried a bunch of different brands and I noticed the difference when I switched to blue blocks. These are 100% backed by the science. They're very specific with the range of blue and green light that they block. And I noticed a huge difference in my sleep, in my hormone balance, in my mood, in my energy the next day. I didn't realize how much I needed these until I had them and they totally changed my life. And blue blocks is having a huge sale this month from June 15th through June 30th. So it's a great time to get a new pair, a new pair of lenses, or your first pair if you haven't tried Blue Blocks yet. So from June 15th through June 30th of 2021, as I'm recording this, if you place an order up to $159 US dollars, you can use the code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's S-A-V-E-2-0. If your order is over $160 US dollars, then you can save 25% with the code S-A-V-E-2-5, save 25 and if your order is over $315, you can save 30% with the code SAVE30, S-A-V-E-30. This is a great time to try these out if you haven't already gotten your hands on Blue Blocks products. I like to have multiple frames. My favorites are the Parker frames, the Crystal frames, and the Hudson frames. You can get different frames for different moods. They have so many options. I always get compliments on my blue blockers when I wear them and people see me. They also have a custom-made prescription service, and you can send in your own frames if you want. Plus, with every pair of glasses that you buy from Blue Blocks, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision who gives them to someone in need. So if you want to get rid of 
headaches, eye strain from all of this technology. If you want to optimize your sleep, if you want to increase your energy levels and your productivity, balance your hormones, could all start with a pair of glasses. Try out Blue Blocks. Head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Blueblocks.com slash Christina and check it out. Don't miss this sale. You are not going to want to miss out. So we're going to talk about some, some inner child stuff, mindset work, shifting perspective. I talk about rewiring the brain a lot on the show. This process completely changed my life and is really something woven into everything I do. And there are many ways to rewire the brain. I think just understanding the science of how the brain works is really helpful. And then, you know, there are many modalities that many modalities and many processes that can support us in that. But I think it is one of the most expansive tools for people to look into, to use your whole life can shift. And so first question I want to address is what is the difference between mindset work and brain rewiring? People ask this a lot. And Here's what I'll say. You know, it depends on who's talking, right? Like when some, if somebody's talking about mindset work, what do they mean? And what does that really look like? We use a lot of terms. It's kind of like high protein diets. Well, how much, what's high protein, right? Because high protein to you might be low protein to me, you know, or high protein to you might be moderate to me. My point is, I think it's important to look at the content itself rather than group everything labeled one term under one category. Obviously, we're going to be making generalizations because I know a lot of people who teach mindset work that I would not categorize as reprogramming neural pathways. But I also know people who categorize their work as mindset work or what what they teach people as mindset work. And it very much is reprogramming neural pathways. So I think it just depends on, you know, who's talking and what they mean. And it can be helpful to use terms that people understand. And I think a different type of person is pulled to the term mindset work as opposed to shifting neural pathways, rewiring the brain, neural reprogramming, any of those terms that uh, we see. So I think a different type of person might be pulled to to each. So in this answer, I'm sort of generalizing just so that I can explore the topic in the sense of, for me, what I think of as traditional mindset work is working more on the conscious level. And then when we're looking at shifting neural pathways and, you know, through whatever modality, um, that's working at the subconscious level. But again, sometimes people, you know, use different terms for what they're doing. So I think it's just helpful to look at, uh, the work itself and, and, and see what's going on there. But I, okay. So my experience was, I've talked before about how for most of my life, I struggled with really intense anxiety and, and depression. And I was like shuttled around to so many psychologists, psychiatrists, lots of therapy, this is also one of the reasons why I wanted to study psychology. I mean, I think people are so interesting. But I I also wanted to understand myself better and what was going on. And when I started struggling with my health and it kind of le- led me into this whole alternative health space, that all naturally led into more mindfulness and meditation and more mindset work. And kind of at that time when I was exploring all this, that was the term that was everywhere. And I think for a while it just didn't resonate with me. It felt really, it felt really fluffy. And anytime I would look at content like that, what I was seeing was a lot of think positively, be happy, journal. And like, that's not bad advice. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's helpful. But it, it just annoyed me because I was so stuck in these ways of thinking that were really negative and just coming from like a like low energy, like not not a good place. And to me, I felt like, okay, if I have to work so hard to constantly like force myself to be happy, I feel like that's just faking it. 
it felt like a lot of just reminding myself over and over again to think differently and, you know, try different perspectives on, but it felt like it was fake for me. And I really wanted to get to the root of it. I remember there was one therapist I saw that, I mean, I got in like a fight with her because I was so frustrated. She just kept telling me, basically the the fight was over. Like she was saying, you know, that I can get better if I just do things that make me happy. And if I stop being stressed and when I'm not feeling good, I can think about things in a different way. And I said, okay, well, I, I've been doing a lot of that and it just feels like a lot of fakeness. And I don't like that. It feels like it's not really me. And I feel like there's something deeper. And then she was like, okay, well, you know, you can try SSRIs. And I ended up going on SSRIs a while later, but I put that off for a couple of years because I was adamant. I was just like, I felt like it was just a bandaid. I was like, no, there's a reason why I ha- I'm unhappy. Like, I just knew there was something deeper. <laughs> like, and, and her, you know, she was saying, well, it's a chemical imbalance. And I'm like, no, like, that's not what I mean. Like, there's something deeper I need to go into emotionally that will shift things for me. And I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what it was, but I just had that feeling in me. And fast forward, you know, a long time later, when I start to learn about the principles of shifting neural pathways and more around neuroscience um, and a lot more with the brain. And this started coming as well with when I started taking more neuroscience classes in, in college, things started like coming together more. And when you learn about, you know, really like pairing emotion and visualizations with repetition, the theta state, you learn about like this process. Okay. This feels tangible. This feels like step-by-step I'm going to do this. And while I was in the process, it felt good. And I felt like, whoa, this is actually working at the same time, really diving into spirituality and seeing the world from a whole different perspective. Like it, it was kind of all in tandem for me, but it was through that process that it didn't feel like I was always shifting something with conscious effort, it felt like those quote unquote positive thoughts, which maybe I'll return to, but that those were really me. I wasn't faking trying to think in a more expansive way. I really was shifting the way that I was automatically thinking. And that's that's what happens when you work at the subconscious level, which is why it's so powerful. I didn't want to feel like I was putting in so much effort with every single thought, with every single statement to view things in a more positive way. I just naturally was more positive with the, with the way I thought. And I also, you know, I, I'm as real as I can be. (laughs) Like I say it straight. I, I'm not somebody who's going to like fake positivity or, or being overly like happy all the time. Like I consider myself to be a genuinely happy person, but I don't necessarily show that in the same way. Like I have some friends who are like, just naturally like so bubbly, like always laughing, always smiling. And I'm like, I'll be like happy, but I'm not the person that's like, I I wouldn't describe myself as bubbly. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, But when I was doing more like quote unquote mindset work, that was a lot more at the conscious level. It felt like I was pretending to be someone I'm not. It felt like I was like faking this positivity and it was like this shell. And deep down I was still not buying it. I was still not believing it. And so that's what was so empowering for me with neural reprogramming, brain rewiring. I think the process that I went through, it just really resonated with me, the process itself, because they it was a lot of really, really deep conversations. Um, and just, yeah, that and that is what I needed. It felt good and expansive the whole way through. It didn't feel like I was pulling teeth like pulling my own teeth, you know, dragging myself to do something. And I really felt like I was getting to the root because I was, and I saw myself just naturally shift. And I used to be so rooted in scarcity mindset, so rooted in lack, so rooted in fear. And I saw over time, naturally, I mean, I would surprise myself with the way I was responding 
the way I was reacting to things, like things that I was used to getting annoyed by or getting frustrated with when it would happen in my life, when similar things would happen, I, I didn't mind. It wasn't annoying. I was like, yeah, it's fine. And I, and I would be like, whoa, who am I? And it was genuine. It was real. It was a different version of me. It was a happier version of me. And it wasn't me efforting to, to think that way, to see things that way. I wasn't jealous of people anymore. I was, you know, I learned to genuinely be excited for people and happy for people. I stopped being so hard on myself. I was so much less stressed. I mean, I just, I just felt like this whole release and it was something that was shifting on that subconscious level. So it became automatic versus a lot of the more like conscious work I was doing before in the more like traditional mindset space at the time. And when someone struggles with anxiety and depression, I'll speak for myself. Nothing was more annoying to me than people just saying, just be less stressed, just be happy. Like that, if anything, would make me burst into tears at that time because I was like, do you think that's not what I want to do? But that is not genuine. And how do I get to a place where that can be genuine? So I'm sure a lot of people listening can resonate with that. And I know people who say, oh, just be less stressed, like calm down, be happy. I know they don't have ill intention at all. Um, you know, but like when you're in that place, oh man, it frustrated me so much because it made me feel like I was failing. It made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. It made me feel like, it made me feel alone and just frustrated because I felt like, oh, if it's that easy, don't you think I would have done it? (laughs) And I wasn't looking for a temporary a temporary fix. I was looking for something that could go much deeper because it wasn't like I was just sad. It wasn't like it was a couple of days or weeks or months. It was like my whole life of feeling like I was under a dark cloud. So anyway, kind of just went off on a tangent, but that's why this process was so shifting for me. And, and in doing that work, you know, I, I did not realize this was going to lead me to the whole like manifestation world and, you know, what that really means and how it works, but it was just a natural progression. I saw that as I shifted my subconscious beliefs, how my entire reality changed. And that was, that was because I was perceiving it differently, but also I was attracting things in like clearly attracting things in that I was like, my life was not like this before. Like my, like this is, my life feels like a movie right now. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I literally just said, hey, I want to see this sign here and it would come in or like, I'm going to manifest a hundred dollars and I would get a random check for a hundred dollars. I noticed that people around me were treating me differently. You know, it was just all of these side effects of raising my vibration because when I was working at the subconscious level, most of our thoughts are subconscious, right? So when you're working at that level, it's, I mean, you're going to experience huge energetic shifts, like huge vibrational shifts, which is why, you know, people who, I mean, I know people who act like they're positive all the time, but they're not super high frequency people because it's, it's like a shell. It's not even real. And deep down, they might have a lot of things that are making them unhappy. There are a lot of people who aren't very happy at their core or or pretty sad, unfortunately, right? But they might, to the outside world, make it seem like they have it all together and they're super happy and life is wonderful. For those people, attracting what they want can be really hard because, again, they might seem super happy all the time or they're always speaking positively, right? talked about this, like (laughs) positive thinking isn't the key to manifestation. Where are you at vibrationally? What's your frequency? What are your subconscious beliefs? I mean, I could, (laughs) I could be one of those people that's just like annoyed at everybody, but I have such a strong sense of self-worth and I think I'm hot shit and I might be annoyed with everybody around me, but I'm just like effortlessly manifesting everything because what's going on at my core And this is the thing. I can always tell where somebody's self-worth is at based on 
how quickly they're able to call things in and, and what they're calling in. I mean, if someone comes to me and they're like, I don't know why my business isn't growing. I can't get any clients. And we have the conversation around their relationship with their, with themselves, uh, you know, like their thoughts. And they're like, no, like, I believe I'm worthy. I'm abundant. I only have positive self-talk. Like they're just doing that whole spiel. And they're like, I just don't get why my business isn't growing. I mean, if you're trying to fool someone, I'm probably not the person to come to. <laughs> Uh, because, uh, yeah, I have a good bullshit detector. The point is, it's not just about what you're consciously thinking. It is what is in your subconscious. And for most people, their subconscious beliefs are, a lot of them are hidden. Sometimes we lie to ourselves about those thoughts that are on loop that we just don't want to face. But a lot of it is deep conditioning. It's stuff that you don't even realize you believe until somebody points it out to you. And that was very much my process. It was like light bulb moments again and again of realizing, oh my God, I didn't even realize I, I believed that. I didn't even realize that I believed I was only worthy if I did X, Y, Z. I didn't realize I believed I could only make this much money if I did X, Y, Z. I didn't realize that I actually believe there's not enough to go around because I think that's a great example, right? There are so many people who, who say, no, I believe there's more than enough for everyone. But then they're super jealous of people all the time. Doesn't line up. So uh, shifting those subconscious beliefs plays a huge role in, in how you manifest and what you, and what you manifest and what you attract in, right? We're going to see our realities be a reflection of our beliefs. And so when we can start to shift some of those limiting ones, you'll notice everything outside of you shift as well. So it's super empowering work. And I, I think that's why I resonate, I, I resonate with brain rewiring so much because as opposed to mindset work, I wasn't seeing, I wasn't seeing like the results I'll say. It felt like just a lot of me being fake with myself, which didn't feel good at all awful versus brain rewiring. I was like, holy shit. Like this is changing my whole life. Like everything outside of me is changing. I'm feeling better. I'm just waking up. I'm feeling happy. I'm attracting things in. Like, I mean, I'm getting results, you know, and I'm a very solution oriented person. So I mean, yeah, it was, it was good all around. I'm not saying that mindset work is bad. I am just saying, you know, when people say mindset work, like, what does that really mean? It it means something different for everyone. I know there are a lot of people who do mindset work who it it really is more working on the subconscious level, but there are other people where it's, it's a lot of just like think positively. I don't really have to think positively, uh, to get the results I want. I just need to, I just need to shift the truths within me to be the truths that I want to be the truths of my reality. (laughs) If that makes sense. I just have to take any beliefs that are limiting me and shift them, change them into a belief that is the one I want to be representing my reality. (laughs) So That's a long explanation of the difference. You know, I love to share products that I use in my everyday life that I've used for a while that I really trust that help me to really, really feel my best. And one of the companies that is a big part of my life is Paleo Valley. I'm really picky about supplements because so many of them have inflammatory low quality ingredients, unfortunately, but all of Paleo Valley's products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO and made from only organic whole foods. And something that I take from them every single day is their essential C complex. It is the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It has three of the most common natural sources of vitamin C, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry, giving you 750% your RDA vitamin C every single day. It contains the full spectrum of vitamin C with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C, just superfoods. And most vitamin C's 
out there are derived from GMO corn and contain only a fraction of vitamin ascorbic acid. I absolutely love this for supporting my immune system, for boosting energy. If you struggle with any adrenal issues, this could be really, really helpful. I also love taking vitamin C every day to support with detoxification and for the anti-aging benefits. I have tried a lot of vitamin Cs before this in my years in the health space, and this is by far my favorite. Another that I think you will love is their turmeric complex, which is amazing for fighting inflammation, supporting brain health, supporting your immune system, and protecting against DNA damage. I use turmeric whenever I am struggling with inflammation, and that could be through like acne breakouts. If I have an autoimmune flare and any joint pain pops up, or if I like have any pain at all, if I get a bug bite, anything that's inflamed, I will use their turmeric complex for. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to their apple cider vinegar complex. I know a lot of people listening to this podcast also love ACV. I'm a huge fan. It's been one of the most powerful natural remedies for me and balancing my blood sugar. When I was first getting into nutrition, one of the biggest struggles I had was balancing my blood sugar. And I found that apple cider vinegar made a huge difference. It reduced my cravings. It allowed my blood sugar to naturally stabilize and it supported my digestion. The problem is drinking too much of it, you know, diluted in water was starting to affect my teeth. My dentist actually brought it up. So with their apple cider vinegar complex, I get all of the benefits, but don't have any of the downsides with damaging my tooth enamel. So those are some of my favorites, but I seriously love everything from Paleo Valley. They have such high quality products. And if you want to try them out, go to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina for 15% off. Again, that's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O, V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 15% off. And I'm excited to see which products you try out first. This leads me into the next question. I'm having a hard time shifting my perspective around something. How did you do this if you could only see one way? Well, how I did this was I had, I mean, I, this is why I love coaches. I always love coaches. I love having people to check my blind spots, to reframe things for me, like all the time. I'm always, I mean, I have multiple coaches and mentors and they're so helpful for me because they always reframe things for me. So I'm always getting different perspectives and I don't always take on their perspectives as my own, but I like to hear other perspectives and it's just cool for me to be curious, even just, you know, anybody I'm talking to, I'm in that curiosity of, oh, interesting. That's how they perceive it. And I think a lot of people are, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. (laughs) There are a lot of people who think that everybody thinks the way they do. And I think it's important that we like Uh, get a reality check and realize that there are a lot of people who think the opposite of you, right? There are a lot of people who think the opposite of me and that's totally cool. But it's like, if I think that everybody around me perceives things the way that I do, I'm, I'm very much fooling myself. And it's, if it's ignorant, this is how I feel. I just feel like it's ignorant to think that everybody's going to perceive things the way that you do but it's also super helpful that they don't because that means that anything that you perceive in a way that you don't think is serving you, there is another perspective out there that is going to be more expansive. And so I think about it as like, okay, if there are all these different ways to perceive a situation, then I can explore all of those ones and I can pick the one that makes me feel good. So I'm not locked into just one. So I really like to learn from people who have different beliefs than me. I'm this is why like, I'm a pretty open person. I have my opinions, but I'm pretty open. Uh, I, even if I don't agree with things, I'm open to hearing it. Uh, so yeah, I like to just be curious about other perspectives because you can learn something from everybody. And the main thing here is I would say, if you're having a hard time shifting your perspective, first of all, just being around people who think differently than you, I mean, one of the most helpful things you can do to shift your life, to raise your vibration in general, is to be around people. And being around can mean a lot of things. You know, 
physically, friendships, but also with the content you're consuming. Because we have all kinds of people in our ears, literally nowadays, including me. Here I am in your ear. (laughs) Creepy. Anyway, but, you know, if you really don't want to make a shift, surround yourself in whatever way, shape, or form with people who think like you would want to think. It's very crucial. And if you want to explore other perspectives, that means listening to being around people who have other perspectives. Like I know simple as that. So that's, that's one thing, but honestly, the main thing is, um, I I think having a coach, I would really, really recommend finding a coach that resonates with you. There are so many incredible people out there who can just reflect for you, right? It's just reflecting. And that was the one of like one of the most crucial things for me was just being able to talk and then having somebody outside of me pull out what I was saying and reflect it back to me and offer and and even just like literally saying the same thing back. So what I heard you say is this. And then, well, what if what about this perspective? Or is that the only way to see it? What could a different way to see it be? And in that process, honestly, it was like nothing could replace me being able to just talk freely and have somebody identify for me. Wait, did you see what you just said there? Because that was just the way I naturally thought. So I wasn't able to see it myself. (laughs) I wasn't able to. So I really needed somebody outside of me to reflect it to me. And that's why I just think coaches are invaluable. I think if you are, you know, really serious about doing the whole process, I highly, highly, highly recommend working with a coach. There are a lot of great people out there. The other thing is, you know, this is part of why, like with the channel collective, for example, if you're having a hard time shifting your perspective around something, I highly encourage you to, I invite you to post about it uh, in the private forum, bring it up on a Q&A call because I obviously love doing this type of work, right? So if it's like, there's one thing that you just need help shifting your perspective around, like bring it up and we can, we can explore it together. Um, and I can, you know, offer some reflection back for you and maybe some other perspectives and you can see how that feels. Even people, other people in the forum, you know, so you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. And I think rewiring your brain by yourself, it can be a lot harder than if you have any type of support or any type of outside reflection. It's like, you know, when you talk to a friend and you're just talking about things and then they say something that's something you know, like in you, you're like, I knew that. But when they said it, it just hits different because they were able to hear you as an outside observer, so to speak. And when you're so in your head, you you, you kind of get clouded with with your thoughts and where are these really coming from. But somebody on the outside can more easily, because they're not in your head, point out to you, hey, do you see how like that's maybe not not the truth? <laughs> you know, or could there be another truth here? Or is that belief really serving you? Do you see what that's really rooted in? And and this can happen all the time, you know, in conversations with friends and they just reflect something back to you and it just it just hits different. And you're like, whoa, that just changed my life. And that was something I knew deep within me, but I didn't realize I was in that cycle. So if you're having trouble shifting perspective, then maybe, you know, don't try and do it by yourself. There are, you know, I love when you guys bring that up in my community. I mean, you could even put it as a question for a future podcast and we can explore it. or if you're in any other communities, coaching containers, um, you know, you don't have to do it by yourself. So there's so much support. There are so many people, so many incredible people in this world who are on a mission to support others in this way and other ways, you know, so there, there are plenty of people around. You don't have to do it by yourself. Okay. Last question. I can't remember anything from childhood. How do I do the inner child healing or know how? And what to start healing. 
Okay, so with like inner child healing work and with Okay, this is just my perspective on like inner child healing, shadow work, ancestral healing, even like past life work I would put in this umbrella of what I'm about to explain. My personal perspective is like I just think that when there are things that we are meant to explore, it's going to come up. It's like it, we're going to feel the pull. Like I'm going to feel the pull. I'm going to be like, you know, what? this is really popping up. What is this related to? How can I explore this more and move through this more as opposed to, oh, and our child healing is popular. So like, how do I start? How do I know what to heal? Like (laughs) you'll, you'll know because it'll be a pattern or something popping up in your life. And if it leads you back to, this is part of some inner child's work to do some, some things that need to be integrated, then it will lead you there. I think past life work this is really relevant. I don't personally like, (laughs) like if I'm doing past life work, it's because there's a pattern or something popping up in this lifetime that is not serving me. And it's connected to this past life where, you know, this energy is still connected in my now and it's not serving me so I can clear it. So it's like, I'm not just going to randomly be like, I need to do past life work and then explore all these past lives. I'm not saying it's bad if you want to do that that's fine if you want to do that that's just not my approach i think because i mean there's so much we can go into and i think sometimes when people just do some of this work for the sake of doing it it starts to turn into how to like it starts to turn into people just creating problems that they don't even have or looking for things that they need to heal and a lot of that's coming from a place of i'm not whole or there has to be something wrong with me there's something wrong with you <laughs> like you are perfect you're a whole you are good. And if there's something that should be explored, right, for your next level of expansion or healing in whatever way, however you want to phrase that, it will naturally pop up. I think some people have the attitude of like, I'm going to spend the next three months doing all of my shadow work. And then after that, I'm going to be, I'm going to be done. I'm going to be healed. There we go. And that's <laughs> just like not how it's going to work. You know, I didn't sit down and be like, I'm going to do all my shadow work. It's like, as I'm moving through my life, if there's something where I'm feeling blocked or I'm not feeling good about myself. Like there's a pattern that I can't break out of. I mean, I'm going to know if there's something, if there's some resistance, if there's some tugging, if there's something that is just not feeling good, feeling flowy. And then in my exploration of where is this coming from, that might lead me to shadow work or inner child healing or ancestral healing or past life work, you know, and that's kind of my approach. But there have been times where I don't exactly know what I need to heal. I I shared a little bit about this in the channel collective last week, but you know, ancestral ancestral trauma healing. That was something that I was just never really super pulled toward and in the last month or two it just coming up really strongly. And I and I was like uh, okay, And so I just opened myself up to it and what needed to come up naturally came up. You know, if I'm going to look at ancestral trauma healing, I mean, there are so many directions I could go in with that, right? There's so many things I could look into, but I don't need to go digging up things. What, what was meant to be worked through? It was very clearly shown to me, revealed to me, it came up. So I just wanted to explain that. I'm not saying that the person who asked this question is coming from that energy, but I think it's it feels important for me just to mention, and that's just my philosophy. So my way doesn't have to be your way. Um, but I feel like if, if I was just like, I need to do inner child healing, um, for the sake of it, I would probably get in some rabbit hole feeling like I was never going to be healed. I don't know. So that's just not, that's not really the vibe, you know, we want to do this to empower us, but it's, it's more of like, you know, if there's something you want to shift in your life, something you want to create, something you want to call more of in somewhere where you want to expand and you're feeling sticky or you're feeling like you can't get past this, that might lead you to the inner child work. And so then it's looking at, if I tune into the energy of what's going on right now, was there ever a similar energy when I was younger? When I'm looking at the beliefs that I'm looking to shift in the now, who did I learn those from? When did I learn those? 
when were those cemented in? What experiences taught me that that was the truth? What experiences taught me that that was the way? What experiences taught me that that was who I was? Like, where do those beliefs come from? These feelings I'm feeling that I can't shake. What made me feel those when I was a kid? And typically, specific memories will will surface. Um, and you might notice just like the more you're open to this type of work, anything that you need to remember will rise to the surface. I think we can get in some really dangerous, and there there was a lot, a lot of <clears throat> issues with this with um, psychologists. I think it was in the 90s, like, you know, false memories, whatever. So I, I just don't really think we have to like dig or force things to come up. Um, I think when things are meant to come up, they come up. And I, I, you know, I know, I know a lot of people who don't remember their childhood. And when we don't remember things, sometimes it is because, well, it's typically because our subconscious is protecting us in some ways. And sometimes when we have blocked out a time period. It is really just for our highest and best. And maybe we don't need to know, you know, and if you think about people who have traumatic injuries and, and many of them might describe, you know, I just, the last thing I remembered was X, Y, Z. And so they don't have a memory of what happened, which is probably for the best, right? So they're not remembering that pain or the fear or how intense it was. And this can happen with traumas in childhood, you know, so that you're not necessarily, well, so that you're not haunted by the memory, you know, it might not be serving you. But I think that when things are blacked out and they, they are meant to be remembered, if, if for you to heal it, you do need to remember it because we don't have to remember everything to heal it, to move past it. So we don't have to, but if it needs to be remembered to be healed, You'll remember it when you're meant to. I have had some things that, I mean, it's taken me, I have a really, really good memory from childhood, like kind of creepily so, but there was something in particular that uh, I had just blacked out. I had just blacked out. It was a very specific thing. And uh, man, it took me probably like five years of thinking about that and just trusting if it's going to come, if it's meant to come up, it'll come up for it to come up. And it finally came up like last week <laughs> after like five years, you know? So, but I just was patient and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to try and force this memory because it might not even be real if I try and force it. And I just was an acceptance of if I'm not supposed to remember, I'm not going to. And it's probably my brain protecting me, right? Like I'm, I'm supported. And if it is something that I am meant to remember, I will remember when I meant to. The timing of it will be when I meant to. And to be honest, like some of the things that, that thing that came up for me, I'm glad I didn't remember earlier because I don't think I would have been prepared, to be honest, even though I thought it was at the time. So, I also find that just the more you do this type of work, like if your entire childhood is blacked out, the more you're just open to it and kind of take things piece by piece as they're relevant, you might notice that just over time, more memories rise to the surface. It doesn't have to be like this. How do I, how do I turn on the on switch and then remember everything at once? Maybe you're not meant to, but there's you know, this is a big topic. There's a lot to do of just like, do you feel safe to remember and doing some work around that and and feeling safe in, in remembering. And you can connect with your inner child without having any specific memories for sure. It can also be helpful, you know, to, to work with somebody around this. If, if you want to explore it more deeply, I will also offer with inner child healing you know, I think with that term, we think like really little, which often we're, we're looking at things that happen when we were really young, but there are also a lot of things that happen when we're like 17, 18, 21, that (laughs) can, can be really affecting us now. So 
I, you know, if you have a pattern that you're looking to move through and you're like, where did I learn this? Like, when did this start? I would just think about once, when do you remember? When was the first time you remember feeling similarly? And that could be when you were 15 or 23. You know, think about the last time and then the time before that. What does this remind you of? And so maybe you don't need, you don't even need to go back to when you were six. So again, I think this, this is connected to like, just trusting that it's all working out exactly as it should, rather than feeling like there's something wrong. I think, you know, the triggers for memories, if they are meant to surface, come at the right time. And that could be just you learning something. Are you being more open? You feeling more safe? It being good timing for you to know in general in your life spiritually, it could be just the timing of you bumping across the right practitioner, the right type of support system, the right therapist, whatever. You know, I've had that experience where there are certain people I've worked with who I realized later on I wasn't supposed to even explore that part of myself or that part of my life until I met this person because this was the person that was most supportive for me and like it was just all meant to be. And on a larger spiritual level, I had to wait until I met that person. <laughs> I was meant to, and I'm so glad I did, you know, and I, I've seen that many times in, in my life. And with inner child work, again, I would just invite you to broaden whatever you've decided the age range of that is, because <laughs> it could really, I mean, it could be like, you can use the same approach for something that happened to you last week, right? We're looking at things that, that, made a big impact on our beliefs that made a big impact on our self-worth could be somebody telling you you weren't good enough in any way somebody kicking you out of the house right what were these big moments that you just remember we're looking at traumas little t big t we're looking at times when we felt teased we felt like we weren't worthy we were made fun of we were treated in a way that made us feel unsafe I mean, this gets stored in the body, right? Because you have like a visceral reaction. And on a larger scale, when I think about, you know, for me exploring trauma healing, shadow work, all of this stuff, I was just thinking, you know, what are the, I, I basically what I did was I just made a list. I, I just, I made a list and it was a long list. I continued to add to it, but I made a list of all the times in my life that I felt shitty all the time, like all of the memories I had that I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like the memories, all of the relationships that I had, that I had any negative energy, anybody that I was angry with, upset with, frustrated with, didn't feel good enough around people that I was not good to, you know, I made a list of all these things that just didn't make me like anything that didn't make me feel good, anything with low frequency energy attached to it. And I made a big list and I slowly, very slowly started, started exploring all of those and, and doing a lot of energetic and emotional work around that, you know? So, man, forgiveness is healing. Forgiveness is healing. And realizing in all of those moments, you know, what did I start to believe about myself because of that? What, what did I learn because of that situation? And how did that affect how I moved forward in my life? How did that affect how I showed up energetically, how I felt emotionally, my language, the things I said? So yeah, that was, that was my process. Lots of things to explore, but I think we can get really caught up in like all these things we need to heal. And I really believe in like focusing on where we want to go, right? And how do I expand there? And if there's anything that's like dragging us backward when we're looking to expand, that's what we look at. <laughs> like, as opposed to just like looking for things to fix. Uh, because, yeah, you don't need to be fixed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so a wrap up there. I hope this was helpful. If it was, take a screenshot and tag me on social media so I can say thank you and repost. Really appreciate when you share the episodes. And if you have a topic that you'd like covered 
on the podcast or a question to explore, please submit it, christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D. The form will be there. If you do enjoy the show and you haven't already left a rating and review on iTunes, please, please, please do so. It takes one second, maybe five, maybe five, maybe 10, okay? But under a minute of your life and is one of the most powerful ways to support my show. And yeah, it just really means the world to me. It makes a huge difference on the business side of things. It's a totally free way for you to send some good energy to the show. So I really, really appreciate that. So thank you for that. And that will be it for today's episode. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Sending you lots of love and I will chat with you again next time.